thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. You may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. the top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. I'm believing for you today that you're going to hear answers, that you're going to gain light and revelation that's going to help you as a doer of the Word. And uh, one of the things that God's been dealing with us about and having us to teach on is the mind, because we have to become skillful with dealing with the thoughts of the mind, with handling what we allow into our mind. And um, the thing is, is that no one can renew your mind for you. You know, believers, every believer needs to have a pastor. But I'll tell you this, the pastor cannot renew your mind for you. Your spouse cannot have a renewed mind in your behalf. (laughs) Your parents can't have a renewed mind for you. You know, no one else can do the work of renewing your mind but you. And so when we take on this joyous privilege of renewing our mind, because I guarantee you, it's not a hardship. It is a joy. You know what's hard is living without a renewed mind. (laughs) Living with an unrenewed mind is difficult. Um, And when I use this phrase, renewed mind, some may say, what do you mean by renewed mind? It means taking on God's thoughts, bringing our thoughts in line with His Word, speaking the same way he speaks, thinking the same way he thinks. And I tell you, that's what makes life difficult is not that that we have an enemy because Jesus spoiled principalities and powers. He made a show of them openly. He defeated the enemy in our behalf, handed us the victory. So we're not trying to win victory over the enemy. We're enforcing our victory over the enemy. Now see, there's a difference because so many Christians without a renewed mind, they think they're trying to win victory Mm -hmm. over the enemy. When the renewed mind knows I don't have to win it. Jesus won it for me. All I'm doing is enforcing the victory that Jesus made mine so that my victory isn't robbed from me. Why? Because Satan's a thief. The Word says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and the Bible calls him a thief. So what's he out trying to do? He's out trying to take from you everything God's blessed you with. Everything God has blessed you with. And uh, if you yield up your mind to him, he'll rob from you. He'll rob the the God thoughts out of your life. He'll rob the word of God from you. And, you know, I love something that Brother Copeland made a statement. He said, everything the devil has, he stole it from someone. 
He said, yes, he has to see, he's, he, Jesus left him with nothing. Don't let the devil have your peace. It's, it's yours. Don't let him have your joy. Don't let him have your health. Don't let him have your victory. Because none of it's his own. And anything that he launches against you, he launches to steal yours from you. Why? Because he knows Jesus made it yours. You need to know Jesus made it yours. When you know something is yours, you don't yield it up. You don't give it up. Have you ever seen two toddlers in a classroom? One's got a toy and the other one wants it. And that one toddler who has it, you're not taking it. And the other one will come and put his hand on it and will pull it his way. And the one who had hold of it already, he can feel that pull. But just because he feels the pull doesn't mean he takes his hand off the toy. (laughs) And I want you to know uh, the word makes right thinking yours and you can feel circumstances and wrong thinking pulling against right thinking. But it's still yours. The the thoughts of the word, the sound mind is still yours. Don't let go just because you feel something pulling you, trying to sway you the wrong direction. I tell you, even even toddlers know how to hold on what's theirs, right? I mean, the studio audience here, they know. We've all had experience. Kid, babies know how to hold on. Victory is is yours. It's in your hands. It belongs to you. Hold on to it. That's what the Word says. Hold fast to that which thou hast. Why? Because there's a thief who tries to come to steal, kill, and take it from you. And it is your divine privilege to find out all that he had, that Jesus has made yours and don't let any of it go. (laughs) No matter how long the pull happens, no matter how long the opposition happens, don't let go of anything made yours. And uh, not only did, did God bless us, uh, that we're blessed in Christ with health and victory and joy and peace. One of the things that we don't want to overlook is he also blessed us with a sound mind. Yes. And you say, Pastor Nancy, I've had, I've had a, a, a troubled th- a mind for years. It doesn't, if you're born again, a sound mind belongs to you. Yes. And you have to walk by faith, feed on the word. And as you do, uh, the soundness that w- is yours will start becoming apparent. A sound mind is a renewed mind. A renewed mind is a sound mind. And so um, when we say this joyous privilege of renewing our mind, um, it's not a hardship. The hardship is failing to renew the mind. That's where life gets hard. And the more we renew our minds, the further we renew our minds with the Word of God, the sweeter life is. Becomes. <laughs> and I tell you what, God authored days of heaven on earth for us. And it's the renewed mind that can enjoy that. Because it, the renewed mind doesn't mean that the devil left you alone. The renewed mind means the devil can no longer sway you. Amen. Amen. And I tell you what, when you're, when you're unswayable, <laughs> then uh, I tell you what, you don't care what comes against you because you know it's not going to win. The word is the right answer every time. Every time. time. 
Have you ever taken a test at school and you didn't know the right answer and you're trying to, what is the right answer? The Word is the right answer every time. Just stay with the right answer. Um, have you ever, have you ever, I remember one time years ago, I don't know why I thought of this, but <laughs> years ago, I, I, I was probably about in seventh or eighth grade and I was taking a test in school. And I, the way I remembered, it, it was more of a multiple choice. And I always did okay in school. It wasn't my favorite place to be, but you know, um, I, I always did okay. I, there, school wasn't much of a struggle for me. But I remember sitting next to somebody, um, the, the seat next to me, that they were really, like, real smart. Like, they always aced all their tests. They did good. And I remember taking a test, and we were, you know, um, circling you know, multiple choice answer. And I wasn't like trying to cheat, but you know how you look around and your eyes catch something, you go, oh my gosh, they answered A on question one, I answered C. And I, I erased mine and put theirs because they're normally right. <laughs> and then I got the paper back and it was wrong. They were wrong and I took the wrong answer and made it my answer and I failed to pass on that on that question because I, I changed the right answer to the wrong answer. Mm -hmm. That's what the devil tries to get you yeah. to do. Yeah. He tries to get you to change the right answer and accept yes. his wrong answer. Yes. Don't change it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And don't cheat in school either. <laughs> I wasn't trying to cheat, you know, but your eyes just kind of fall across, you know, and you, I, I saw that. But the word is the right answer. And it always is the right answer. Circumstances try to get you to change your answer. Yes. tries to get you to change your mind. But I want you to turn with me. We've been going to 2 Timothy chapter 1. And I want you to go with me. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. Paul was writing to Timothy and he says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Yes. So now we know what we don't have. Right. Now, and, and so many need to recognize the spirit of fear shows up as worry, mm -hmm. panic, mm -hmm. anxiety, doubt. The spirit of fear doesn't just show up as one flow. It can be felt in these different, mm -hmm. these different flows. But we know for God's not given us that. So when fear comes, we go, no, that's not mine. God didn't give me that. Yes. Talk to it. Yes. You know, can I tell you to be a successful Christian, you not only have to learn how to talk to God, you have to learn how to talk to the devil. Amen. If you don't learn to talk to the devil, you'll end up with him pushing you around in life. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we talk to God in fellowship, but we talk to the devil in authority. That's right. We fellowship with God, but we don't fellowship with the devil. We talk to him That's in authority, right. using and exercising our authority. That's right. And so for God's not given us the spirit of fear is what Paul told Timothy. God's not given us a spirit of fear. So whenever fear comes, talk to it. Yes. You know, so many times people are waiting on something, I think, more tangible mm -hmm. before they start talking to things. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, you can see a cartoon illustration. They'll draw a devil with, you know, uh, a pitchfork and the horns and a long tail and all that. I don't know if there, people are waiting for that to show up before they start recognizing yeah. the devil. Yeah. Right. But 
anything that's a fear is of the devil. Resist it. Don't wait for something tangibly or manifest to show up before you start resisting. When a fearful thought comes, answer it. Say, no, you don't. That's not my thought. When what thoughts of worry come up, I refuse to worry. I, Satan, you take your hands off my mind. No, I refuse that. You see, start talking to it. Why? Because fear is a spirit that we have total and complete authority over. But we have to exercise that authority. The devil wants to do your thinking for you. That's his intent. That you use your mind for his purposes. But our mind belongs to the Father. We have the mind of Christ. And our minds are for the fulfillment of God's plan, God's purposes, and God's will in the earth. Amen. So God's not given us a spirit of fear. But he's given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So now we know what fear attacks. It attacks our authority, our power. It'll attack a love walk, and it'll attack a sound mind. But the, the power, when we walk in our authority... When we walk in love and we hold to our sound mind, fear is run out. Amen. 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 And I love something that the Amplified says. The Amplified Classic Translation, when it talks about a sound mind, it says a calm, well-balanced mind and disciplined and Mm self-control. So a mind has to become, we have to discipline our thought life. You can't just let your mind think on anything it wants and think you're going to arrive at peace. You can't just let it imagine the worst and think that you're going to arrive at the best. You have to discipline your thought life. We were talking about this in previous episodes. You have to discipline your thought life. That means pay attention to what you're thinking about. You know, don't just let your mind run loose. Keep a tight rein on it. Mm-hmm. Keep a tight restraint on it. What's it tell us in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5? Mm-hmm. Casting down imaginations mm-hmm. and every high thought that exalts itself against a God, bringing every thought into captivity yeah. to the obedience of Christ. If it doesn't obey Christ, if it's not in obedience to the word, if it's not in agreement with the word, we cast it down. Amen. Now, see, when you, when you hear this word cast, it's not a polite word. Right. It's yeah. not just, oh, I'm going to say no to that. No, I cast something yeah. down. That means I'm done with it. You, I mean, you, it's a very aggressive, I'm done with that way of thinking. I'm done with that worried life. I'm done with those thoughts of fear. I cast them down. And if somebody is going to cast something down, you want to cast it down in a way it can't jump back up. (laughs) You know, uh, you want to cast it down in a way it's destroyed and it cannot come back up. And so you cast it down. You have to, you have to be aggressive. And if I could say this in a nice uh, ladylike manner, you got to get mean and ugly about it. (laughs) You've got to be bold and be aggressive. You can't be halfway done with wrong thinking. You got, I'm done with that kind of thing. I'm done with my life being, my mind being harassed. I'm done waking up in the middle of the night and I'm just shaking and trembling in fear. I'm done with really my mind racing. And it's like there's, I can't get it corralled back. (laughs) Because I tell you what, God, God authored a sound mind. It's a calm. Now here the Amplified says it's calm. A sound mind is a calm mind. That doesn't mean thoughts won't come against your mind, but you hold it in calmness. 
Years ago, God said something to me. He said, I want you practicing peace. What's he talking about? He's talking about pay attention to your thought life. Any thought that did not arrive me at peace, I cast it down. I forbid it. I forbid it to turn over and over in my thought life. See, the devil cannot insert a thought. All he can do is offer it. You're the one that accepts what's offered and then you turn it over and over and over. Have you ever seen if somebody is cooking meat on a rotisserie, made some kind of meat, and they put it on a rotisserie and they just turn it over and over? It wouldn't do any good to have uh, that turning if something weren't on those hooks, right? right? And that's what the devil does. He offers you something for you to put on the hook of your mind and turn it over and over and over. He's not the one that can turn it over and over. You are. All he can do is offer it. And let me tell you, he won't just offer it once. He'll offer it like machine gun bullets sometimes. Just blow after blow after blow against the mind. He'll offer that. But as often as he offers it, you reject it. You cast it down. That's not mine. 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 Amen. Amen. And as you do that, you'll realize I'm the boss of, of, I'm in total command and charge of what thoughts I take. You're not in charge of what's offered you. You're in charge of what you take. It's like um, somebody coming to your house and you can hear them, they knock on your door. It's up to you whether or not you open it. That's what the devil does. His thoughts are knocks on the door of the mind. But you can keep that door closed. The renewed mind says, "Mm, no, no, you're not supposed to be at my door. I'm not opening that door. The renewed mind recognizing recognizes what should gain entrance and what shouldn't. And so the unrenewed mind, every time they hear knock, they just open the door. That's what an unrenewed mind does. It accepts every thought that comes. And uh, we're authorized to reject thoughts and forbid them entrance. Amen. Amen. And have you ever noticed this? Um, If someone comes and they knock for a moment, they'll leave. If you don't open the door, they'll end up leaving. Um, The devil may, if if a troubling thought comes and it hears the right answer, it knows you're not going to open the door to it. It'll leave. But if you don't answer, it'll stay there a long time. (laughs) Now, I don't care how long something knocks. If you don't want it in, you don't don't have to open the door the first day, the second day, the third day, the fifth week, the sixth month. I don't care how long something knocks on your head. The longer it knocks doesn't make it more true. Yes. Amen. You have to understand this. Um, the devil, there's nothing original in him. Right. Everything he does, he's an imitator. Why? There's no life in him. See, life originates things, but he's death and death doesn't originate anything. So he can only see how life functions and imitate it. So nothing is original with him. That's right. He is an imitator of how God operates. Amen. 
in the negative direction. God operates in the positive direction, but the devil takes those same principles, those same, uh, those same movements, and spins them to the negative direction and works the same way. Now let me give you an example of what I mean by that. The Word tells us that um, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So notice this, faith comes through repetition. Yes. Yes. Faith yes. comes by hearing and yes. hearing. Full faith never comes with one hearing. That's right. No one comes into full Amen. faith with one hearing. Amen. That's why the Word says faith comes by hearing and hearing. Yes. And it tells you what to hear. Faith comes by hearing what the Word of God says. Amen. But in that scripture, we see the truth of repetition. Yes. That's what we see. Yes. That's one thing we see in that passage, the truth of repetition. So the devil being an imitator in the negative direction of God, he, he borrows that truth of repetition. And he will bring a wrong thought, a thought in opposition to the word and repeat it over and over and over because he knows that faith comes by hearing. Yes. He knows faith comes by hearing over and over and over. Faith in the wrong thing comes by hearing the wrong thing over and over and over. And not just hearing it, listening to it. Just because it came doesn't mean you listened to it. Listening to it means you took it in. So you can hear the word preached over and over, the word of God preached over and over and not take it in and it won't do anything for you no matter how many times it was playing, maybe on some device in the background, but you weren't listening to it and so faith didn't come in. You have to on purpose take in and accept the words that are heard. So just because you hear it doesn't mean you're taking it in. You can hear somebody not, but that doesn't mean you're opening the door. So it's the same thing that the enemy takes this truth of repetition and he will take a thought and repeat it over and over because he wants you to think that the more it's repeated, it makes it more true. That's what he wants you to accept. That he tells you, you're not going to have enough money for your, for your mortgage or your or your, your, you know, your car payment, your insurance payment. And he'll say that to you over and over and over. Why? Because he wants you to accept that. Yeah. He wants you to think that that's true. I don't care how many times you hear it, repetition doesn't equal truth. Right. Amen. 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 And I don't care how long the devil's been telling you something. It doesn't make it more true. Right. Amen. Amen. God's word equals truth. Amen. And repetition is how you build that truth in you, yes. the truth of God's Word. But repetition is not what makes what, what is wrong true. Amen. 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 Well, praise the Lord. But that's what the devil does. He takes a thought and he repeats it over and over and over. And if someone came to your door that you were not willing to let in your house, and they knocked, let's say they came on Monday and they knocked on your door and you didn't open the door and they come back Tuesday and you don't open the door and they come back Wednesday and they don't open the door. They come every day for a month. You still don't have to open the door. You still don't have to. I don't care how many times they come. You don't have to if you don't want to because that house is under your 
custodianship. You're the steward of that house. You're the steward of your mind. You're the custodian of your mind and you can keep that door closed. Keep that door closed no matter how many wrong thoughts visit. The mind, keep the door of the mind closed to those. Amen. And you have to get bold about it. You have to get adamant. I don't care how many times you come, I'm not letting you in. Now see, the devil will give you the idea sometimes that because you can hear the knocking that he's in. He'll make you think you're failing because you hear the knocking of wrong thoughts on your head. But let me ask you this. If you can hear somebody knocking on the door and you don't open that door, and then they keep knocking. What do you know? You know they're still not in. That's what you know. <laughs> so just because you, that thought comes repeatedly to the mind, trying to get in does not mean it's in. It's only when you start turning it over in your thought life and entertaining it, speaking it, conversing to others about it. Brother Hagen and Dad Hagen was a spiritual father to my husband and I for many years. And he said, a thought unspoken dies unborn. A thought unspoken dies unborn. Now, what you don't want to do, because sometimes we think, well, I haven't said that wrong thought to anybody. Are you saying it to yourself, though? Because you can speak it to yourself. Even though sometimes we've trained ourselves not to say the wrong thing to others, because if we've been taught the word and we've been taught about right confession, sometimes we've taught ourselves not to say wrong things in the hearing of others. But are you saying wrong things inwardly to yourself? You see, but a wrong thought unspoken dies unborn. Don't even speak it to yourself. Don't even speak it to yourself. That's what James calls a double-minded man. Because uh, many times people will speak faith in the hearing of someone else, but in their own thought life, they're turning over thoughts of, I'm not sure the money's going to come. I'm not sure. I'm getting worse. The body's getting worse. Everything's getting worse. You have to hold your thoughts on the Thoughts of the word. Amen. I tell you, what you say to yourself is just as powerful as what you say to somebody else. Amen. 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 And uh, so when, when, when you hear wrong thoughts trying to gain entrance into your thought life, you don't have to open the door to that. Amen. Aren't you glad to know that? The devil cannot just barge in and take over your mind. He cannot. He cannot. You know, just like the neighbor cannot barge into your house and take over your residence. I don't care if somebody comes and says, get out of the house, we're taking it over. If you don't say, no, I, no I'm not getting out, and you're not taking it over, they could take it over. If you don't stand up to them, you don't stand your ground. Amen. They'll, they'll throw you out. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you're the one authorized to not only throw the devil out, but keep him out. Amen. Well, we've been teaching on this book, A Sound Disciplined Mind. We want you to get your copy. You can go to DufresneMinistries.org or call us, and we can get this into your hands because these truths will set your mind free and make life so sweet. And remember, Jesus is your healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. 
Please join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Georgetown, Texas at Church on the Rock, September 4th through the 8th. Come expecting your miracle. For more information, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. The timeless truths in this book, Answer It, reveal how to answer every opposition and the steps to take to exit times of testing. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.